At last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we will have revenge. Welcome, everybody, to Heroes Asylum Midnight Movie Review. That is right, we are back again. And this uh, this week, this time, we're going to be doing Star Wars Phantom Menace as part of a, a series of uh, watch-alongs leading up to the rise of Skywalker. So, uh, strap on. Kane is here with me. You, you, you there, brother? Yes, sir. We're ready to rock and roll. It's about time. I think we talked about doing this for a while. So. Yeah, we have. So we're beginning the journey to the Rise of Skywalker. We're going to do all six. Uh, I don't think we're going to do the uh, that horrible animated Clone Wars movie, which... No, no. I think, gonna, I think we'll pass on that one. But um, we're doing all th- six theatrical releases. Actually, what we're uh, going to actually do is uh, not just six. We're going to oh, do the eight. We're going to do the eight. Yeah, oh, we're going to we're gonna build up and, and, and slowly do it. Okay. And we are kind of going against the grain for... Diehard Star Wars sweaties out there. Um, I, I kind of, I we 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 did discuss it, and this is a this is a series of movies. We're not going based off of release date. We are going based off of movie titles. So starting, we are starting with number one, Phantom Menace, uh, and hopefully through this series of uh, watch-alongs that we're going to have, I I do have a or we will have a few surprise guests. I have a feeling. So yeah, this one this one will just start off with a uh, Kane and I, uh, and just you know jumping into the first Clone Wars. I mean not Clone Wars. Sorry, the the, the Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace, nineteen ninety nine, I believe. Yeah, yes. And do you you remember the the hype, the mad hype that was oh, going on with this movie? I, I remember the hype the year before when they had announced that Lucas was going to do three more movies. Everybody just went insane. And then the, the casting started coming out and you're like, Oh wow, he's going to be in it. He's going to be in it. She's going to be in it. And yep. until, until finally when um, I actually bought a ticket to see meet Joe black. Cause it came out that I think it was that winter. No, yeah, you, that we, was the first time that the trailer was going to drop for Phantom Menace. That was the only reason I bought a ticket to that movie. Cause Back then, no YouTube, so you had to see it in the theaters. And I went there and was just blown away. I'm like, oh, my God. You saw that freaking lightsaber fight? I'm like, this is it. Here we go. And then um, as we watch the movie, you'll see that my opinion sort of changed. So, Yeah, no, uh, the uh, movie, they were saying that 75% of their of ticket sales for certain movies were people going in just to watch phantom menace so you were part of that group that went in yes, watched and bounced out they were they were saying that there was a um i think it was 75 percent increase if i remember correctly on uh on moviegoers that during that time frame yeah it says during the first week of the trail's release uh, many theaters rec- uh, reported a 75 percent of their audiences uh, paying full per- ticket price just to see phantom menace and walking out that's it. Well, Joe Black must have made a lot of money that summer, or I think it did because just for for people who just wanted to see that trailer. I'd well, be I, th- I think it was. I think it was another movie also that that came out with it uh, at that was same it? time. Yeah, yeah. I have to check the numbers. If anybody knows, please shoot us a, a message on Facebook. And let us know. That'd be that's interesting to find out the numbers in those movies, like how much of the initial, you know, boost the Phantom Menace gave it. So. 
Well, actually, there were there were strict instructions for this to, to not release the trailer because because of this. That there was a, a theater in Canada, they actually released it a day beforehand, and part of the stipulation was if you didn't release it when they told you to release release the trailer, you lost all ability to see to get any of the movie. So they lost they lost having Phantom Menace in there because they released the wow. trailer early. That's crazy. Yeah, they 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 were pretty tight. Yep, they were pretty tight back then. I think they even released this movie in. I'm trying to remember. It was like Dollhouse. I think was the name of. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to bring that up. It was released as Dollhouse. Yeah, well, well, the the packaging when it came out to the when I used to work in a warehouse, and one of the uh, truck drivers used to come by with the movies in cases that he would deliver to the uh, to the local theaters and that was uh, that was when they did that they, that's what they put on their set of Star Wars because they were afraid of bootleggers uh, grabbing it and making copies so yeah well didn't happen on this one that's for sure I remember also there was lines outside remember those back in the day there were yep. lines yep. lines for this movie if anybody like, wants to wants to really get the feel for what this movie was like in the in the world and the excitement check out a movie it is on Hulu right now it's called The People versus George Lucas and it really captures the excitement and the time. If you, if any of you younger generations are listening to us, go watch that movie. It really t- shows you what the people were like. And, and if, if you want to know the fandom of the Star Wars universe, there's another book out there in the ether. I think Mike has recommended it's uh, How Star Wars Conquered the Galaxy. Yes. Uh, I forgot who, who uh, wrote it, but uh, top of my head. But uh, I have started reading that, picked it up. All I'm going to say is if you're Star Wars sweaty, like the both of us, you're just going to love the little nuggets they place in here. Just interesting facts and stuff that I never knew that's been brought to light. And I'm, I'm just like, and I'm just, just going to keep me reading this book for a while. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's a heavy book, you know, as it is, but just a lot of good stuff on there. So we're going to go ahead and cue this up. And I will have to be an honest. I was a little bitter about this movie when it first came out. My opinion has changed over time. Uh, so we will uh, go on this journey together and, uh, and see what we got. So are you queued up and ready to go? I am ready to go, sir. All right. Go ahead and give us a countdown. So we're going to start our – we are at zero, 0 right now for this two-hour and 16-minute epic. And I'm going to start the countdown in three, two, one, and play. There's something you don't see anymore. It is the Fox fanfare. I've always missed that, especially for Star Wars movies. Yeah, because it got there for a while that I expected to see yeah. that. The the Fox, then the Lucasfilms. And then, of course, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And then, bang. Automatically, I'm already, I'm into it. I'm pumped. I'm in my theater. I got my popcorn. I got my nachos. I got a soda. I should have known something was kind of freaky and off after reading this opening crawl. You see episode one, The Phantom is okay. I'm into it. But then I start reading this. Turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic, the taxation of trade routes. I'm like, what? Huh? It's a tax movie? The Greedy Trade Federation. Hmm. Yeah. I've, I was okay with this because in, in retrospect, you have to realize this is during a time of peace, not True, of galactic it, war. So what, what type of things do you feel that the, uh, a, a government would be handling at this point? I would have cut that first paragraph out. I don't care about taxations. 
Now, if you want to go to the other thing, uh, hoping to resolve a matter, that's where you go from there. But like the taxation of like trade routes, like, well, I don't care. And they have to give a story behind it. That's, I mean, it's, uh, it, that's getting that's getting nitpicky on it. Honestly, no, I think. I'm sorry. I just... You have to understand why they're there. Oh, well, they're just there to talk. Well, what are they there to talk about? A lot. Of, you know, you want that in depth as to what's yeah, going but I, on. I, I could find that out during the movie. I don't need to see it in the crawl. If you would have found it out during the movie, would you have been upset then? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> once again, the special effects on point. Oh yeah, the sound effects, everything. Sound effects, just... everything is on point. So, now here's one issue I've always had with the aliens speaking in this movie. That's probably one of the biggest issues I have, is I feel that the aliens have more weight and depth. When you have the subtitles and they're speaking in their natural alien language, when they're speaking like regular English, like especially the, uh, these aliens right here, which I, their name escapes me. Maybe you can tell me. It just sounds so like old, tiny, 1930 Chinese people. Well, really that was the, that was. Well, it's yeah, there, there was a lot really of really racist. I'm, I'm just saying you'll see throughout the movie. Uh, it's the predecessor to C-3PO, I guess. Did you know in the original script for this movie that Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon were supposed to be the same age? And uh, Obi-Wan was supposed to be a well-trained Jedi by this point. You didn't meet up with Qui-Gon until later on until they got to Coruscant. Well, I like the the fact that he's not prepared, you know, that he's still going through his trials – I believe this was the first role that Liam Neeson was sort of like the fatherly figure going forward in his career. Because he signed up for this movie without even reading the script. Oh, wouldn't you? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I would too. Smart guy. Of course, send the droid. Of course, yeah. Why not? Now, here comes the one scene that had no special effects. There's only one scene in this whole movie, and it's coming up here in a minute. Or in a few seconds, actually. Was the the scene where you see the gas coming out of the vents. That is the only scene in this whole movie that has no special effects to it. I remember when I was watching this movie in the theater and somebody had commented, he's like, it's the emperor. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, (laughs) duh. It's hard to believe that this is still Ian Ian McDermott playing the same role that he did in the Return of the Jedi in 1983. Yeah, yep. By the way, that is my favorite character in Star Wars right there. Emperor Palpatine. Now, what did you think of the design of these droids? I felt they were just kind of lazy. 
I mean, I get you're they're supposed to be a pre a predecessor to something else, but this look kind of weak. What kind of droids would you have wanted? I don't know, something a little bit more bulkier. Well, you have a you have a protocol droid there, a little bit more bulkier there, and you can see how weird they are, how awkward they yeah, are. Well, these are supposed to be sort of like soldier droids, and they just look so meager. Well, I think that was the whole point. I know that was one of the things a lot of uh, heard a lot of people complaining about was you know that these Jedi's can just cut straight through them. I'm like, well, yes, the Jedi's can cut straight through them, but we wouldn't. Don't think they would. George Lucas would make a movie where Jedi's were literally cutting through armies of people. So I think this was their their safe way. And Ozzy right here is uh, with Qui Gon coming up. Just one of the I thought one was one of the coolest scenes. Yeah, because it shows what a lightsaber can really do. Yeah, you can cut through a door. It's a lightsaber. Yeah, because I mean we don't know. We've only heard stories. Yeah. We've seen the the slow prodding battles of the original trilogy. I mean, yeah. it, it's you know, they, yeah. it, it was they were two handed battles. Mm-hmm. You know, here they're doing one handed quick fighting. You know, and that's and that's this is like this is what I was looking forward to. Yeah. Okay. Now these droids, however, are pretty cool. Biggest pain in the butt on the video game. Oh man! Big, oh man! I, I agreed. <laughs> Big pain in the butt, man, because they have their little shields. You can't shoot them. Yep. Look at that. See, Jedis can jump that far. They're superheroes. They can run faster and jump higher. Ha ha. Funny. This will not come as a shock to you, probably, but um, did you know Natalie Portman used a voice modulator when she was doing Queen Amidala, as opposed to when she was playing the slave or these one of the uh, harem girls in disguise? One of the handmaidens, yes. Yeah. Handmaids, yeah. So that's to differentiate the voice. I always forgot how young she was when she was doing this. Yeah, uh, nineteen, right? No, seventeen. She actually she missed the she missed the premiere because she had to go back to school to finish her finals. Jesus. So I mean, that tells you, that tells you how young she was. Well, Carrie was seventeen when she started. She was yeah, she was she was seventeen. I think when she was cast. I think by the time they got everything said and done, it was like nineteen on release or something like that. No, I got has a cool beard. 
This is one of the first of many semi-circle meetings, by the way. Oh, yes. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, just just saying, uh, you know, a lot of meetings in this movie. Lots of meetings. Now, is it really semi-circle? I think that's more circle. Because even, ca- even the council's circle. And the Senate's account as a full circle. I will say I still think special effects do hold up. There's a few moments. Yeah, yeah. There's a few There's a times. There, yeah. But yeah. This one just took me straight back to a Yavin when I saw this. And then yeah, let, before, yeah. Yep. exactly. Especially with the ship descending, lowering down. Yep. And- One of the worst ill-conceived characters in the history of Star Wars. I think he wouldn't have been so bad, but it was the voice that was chosen. Yeah, because if you look at like, um, there's other versions of this species where he's like a type of warrior type character. He's actually pretty cool. Yeah. But once again, it's just like, you know, this character would have benefited from subtitles. Yeah. You know, I I don't need to hear his voice. Now, I believe this is the one of the earliest forms of mocap mocap. I believe. In a in a way, yes, isn't it? It, uh, he, it was more to it was he was used more for placement as to where he stood because mm-hmm. the they he, basically he just stood there with a with a, a, a bad head of Jar Jar on his head, so they gave the actors a a point of view to like a point of reference to to stare at, but they didn't use him. Uh, they didn't dot him up like they would for like later on for uh, Smeagol in Lord of the Rings. They did dot him up later on, like in po- uh, post production, mm-hmm. to capture certain his shoulder movements and things of that nature. But you know, d- despite the character being like really flawed and ill conceived, the special effects on him are good. Like they're really at the at the time when you saw this, it's like wow. Well, yeah, you realize it's everything here is is digital. It's that's not a person. They just use the person's point of stance to to cover cover over top of him. Do you remember the theories a while back where they thought uh, Jar Jar was, was a Sith Lord? Oh yeah, those were uh, yeah, those were pretty good. I'm trying to remember. I think it was Chuck uh, Chuck Windows. This is one of the reasons. Yeah, this is one of the reasons why they think because the way he goes in the water. But no, uh, Chuck uh, Windu, the, the author, I think he had his, uh, one of his series showed what what eventually happened to uh, to Jar Jar. Yeah, I was just gonna bring that up, and yeah, well, you find out what happens to him and. 
it's actually kind of tragic if you if you really think about it. I don't want to give it away for you guys, but check it out. It, yeah, but when you look it, at really what he did, what 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 trigger points and what you know those those moments throughout this history of this universe where he was for these things and then where he ended up <laughs> yeah and yeah it, it, it it's is kind of fitting yeah again special effects in this this underwater city awesome just great i always wonder why in like in, in like cities like that why the fish don't actually just don't, don't accidentally swim in there yeah why not <laughs> get some food don't just see him come in and just flop down on the ground. Just see, that's the version I thought we were gonna get. Type of warrior, type yeah. of Gungan. Well, you know, with Lucas and and his his. What's the word I'm looking for? His influences in the movies, you know, he was big uh, a Kurokawa fan uh, for the I think it was the Fortress, and had yes. that bumbling character. That's kind of how like C3PO and, and R2 were. And this is yeah, but those, this is his those version. Characters worked, and this just you you would be surprised on the generation. Generationally, it does. My son, his generation, they liked him. For us, we had R2, D2, and C3PO. Once again, another character that would have benefited from subtitles. I know I'm going to keep repeating that to death, but... And by the way, we're in, in, once again in another semicircle meeting. Now, this one's definitely semicircle. Yeah. The other ones weren't. Those were circles. Okay. It goes around. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, how else are you going to meet with people? Hey, I'm just trying to illustrate how many... I, I, want, you, I want to have a meeting with you, but you, we all got to stand in a line facing the same wall. All right? That's, that's how we're going to have a meeting. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be an interesting meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how else you want to have a how do you want to have a conversation? I'm just trying to illustrate how many meetings we're going to have in this movie. It's again, this is it a be circle or semicircle. So I'm going to say semicircle. This is obviously a semicircle. The other one was a circle. And, and how many meetings did they have in the, in the so original far, Star too. Wars? In, in the original Star Wars, uh, 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 probably less than uh, this one. Uh, so far, uh, we're gonna, I'll keep a tally. <laughs> I will keep a tally, and I, I know it's less than this movie. A navigator? He's an idiot. Now, I believe this was a supposed to be a form of Jabba the Hutt in this movie. I uh, don't know. I don't don't really see the resemblance other than a fat, no, ch- other than a fat chin. Fat guy, yeah, big fat guy. Other than that, yeah, but that's... Yeah, but you get Jabba later on, anyways, or a hut. You don't get Jabba. I don't think is that Jabba. Uh, yes, it's Jabba. Is that Jabba? okay? So yeah, so I mean, you do get a hut, anyways. Too bad we didn't get Jabba's brother, Zero the Hut. Yeah, well, he wasn't created by this <laughs> point yet. <laughs> I'm just, if you ever get a chance, oh boy, a, a hut with a southern accent. It's. It's different. <laughs> uh, an effeminate southern accent. Oh, yeah. He kind of reminded me of a, that uh, old wrestling character. You probably remember Mike is uh, Waylon Mercy. Yeah. 
Now, most people don't realize the original script, like how old this script is and the, and the concept of this script. This was actually what A New Hope was supposed to be. Like this script and in the in the basis of the story here is what the, he originally wanted New Hope to be, and he like he had you know books of, and books of ideas, and he changed it up. Fun fact. The sound of these underwater monsters growling and all that stuff was made by one of the technicians' three-year-old daughter at the time. Basically, they recorded her a couple of different times. Yeah, it's amazing where they get some of these sounds. Like, like yeah, how, how do you, how do you, how can you listen to your daughter making a sound? And you go, I, I can do something with that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of like the. Um, do you remember at mid '80s when uh, bands started doing the sampling versions? Yeah, into their songs. Yeah, it's just like. Pesh Mode, Black Celebration had a lot of sampling done. There. there was one of the samples on this movie. I'm trying to remember which one it was. I, I, I don't know if it maybe if it was maybe it was the engines, the way the engines were sound more propeller like. But uh, it was like well, I guess one of the sound guys went to his neighbor's house and he and he were sit, sitting there talking and he heard the ceiling fan and it just made an interesting sound. And he just came back with recording equipment, recorded it really fast, and 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 basically all they did is just they take that sound and then they just alter the pitch. Slow it down, speed it up, but it's like how do you, how can you listen to something like that? To me, it's just always amazed me how you can listen to that yeah. and go, oh, you know what? If I change the pitch on that, that might sound like this. You amp it up a little bit, add an effect here and there, and then you have some fish noises. There you go. It is amazing though, where sound can come from. Nice. He Vulcan pinched him. Awesome. Yeah. Should have done that like an hour ago. Yeah. (laughs) There's always a bigger fish in the sea. And these special effects still hold up too. Like I said, there's a few like uh, the, the 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 big fish that, that bit just spit this other one. You get the kind of that the face of it looks a little weird, but now I believe the backdrop for Naboo was supposed to be Venice, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was taken from Venice, but I, I don't like the idea. The concept was like to have that look that that old world look. I even think one of the, like I think the inside of the castle of the main castle for for uh, for the queen, that's actually a real castle. I, I don't remember what country I had read that it was in. Nah, see that looks a little fake. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you can definitely tell the Mac the Mac background. So you know, yeah. And this just looked so weird to me. Like it just like when they come out, that the ship just looked completely different. Yeah, looked like they were in a completely different boat. I, like what ship were they in? Yeah. No, is this Kira Knightley or is this Natalie Portman? This was Kira, I believe, in the black. 
there's a story on set that uh, Kira Knightley's mother came to visit her, and she couldn't tell them to those two apart. Yeah, when they were in full costume. Yeah, yeah. it was they, they just because they look so much and alike. Yeah, I think uh, the black. Yeah, I think it, this is the one I had read where they were saying that that was primarily Kira, but they just looked so close. It was it was ridiculous. Man, I also heard some stories about Natalie Portman and Kira Knightley that apparently Natalie Portman was a huge biatch to her during this movie. Like, just tortured the hell out of her. Well, I don't know if I could say I could see it, but, I mean, if you think about it, <laughs> okay, there's a girl that looks just like me that can take my role any minute if I fuck up. <laughs> I think I might be a little on edge. and like to torture her the whole movie, man? Yeah. Kind of I gotta say, that guy has a cool beard. Has one of those Shakespearean beards. I try to grow on once. I had read something somewhere where uh, uh, Hugh McGregor, they had to edit out all of his lightsaber's uh, sounds because he was making them with his mouth. When yeah, he was, it was mo- his mouth. Because he, was, he was such a fan that when he, that they're like, you can stop doing that now. I, th- I think it was on uh, the making, of, uh, the making of, of this where they were. He was even talking about when he, he was so excited when he got his first lightsaber. He, he actually got to choose what saber he had. Because there was no, he was so young that he didn't need the exact one that um, that Alec Guinness had. I heard one of the stupidest things about um, a movie coming later on, which is the uh, the Last Jedi. Apparently, in one of the original scripts, was it was for Obi Wan to be in the movie as a Force ghost, but um, the director, uh, you know, the much maligned. Um, his name ryan ryan johnson yeah he made a very lame excuse which i think it is he's like well it's not really obi-wan because it's not alec guinness i'm like what (laughs) that's where i was like come on that's a little hokey oh well well did you would you want it to be you and coming back when this whole but, but this whole time it's been alec yeah but alec was basic nah you could have used ewan I know. I I I, I kind of can see where he was coming uh, from. I, well, why yeah, why make that? Almost at that age that you can make him old enough to look like an Obi Wan. I mean, so okay. So know. you're. Well, see, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing. What were they talking about? Just you using Ewan at the age he looked from the last movie, making him. No, he was going to be older. Obviously, he was going to be a little bit older, and they, and you could age him up. But I know the, 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 the time. Yeah. I, the only time I could see him being there was Yoda, and Yoda was. I was happy with Yoda, so yeah. It so. wasn't. It wasn't that, that. It's not a make or break on the movie, so I'm not too worried about that part. Now, one of one of my favorite scenes is coming up right now. By the way, the look, the design of that ship is awesome. I'm gonna go on a sidebar here, but have you uh, have you seen that ship yet in the uh, in the comic book series you're reading? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Okay. I want to know where they found this actor from, the guy piloting the ship right now. He looks really Look look at his face. Like, his facial expressions just crack me up. 
Those are his eyes. Oh, the introduction of R2-D2. Oh, you don't even know how rude. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Jesus. So what it was such a uh, a jump for uh, for I mean last thing I'd seen uh, Ewan McGregor in was train spotting, and that was this was just such a a jump for him I thought. I didn't think he did that much in this movie like the latter movies I thought he was great. Well yeah he this, was okay in this movie but you know I mean he did he's he's a Padawan he's still younger you know the 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 masters really the this is really Qui Gon's movie yeah this really this had nothing to do with Anakin nothing to do with. You know, with Obi Wan, this was an introduction to both Anakin and and um, and Obi Wan, but this was Qui Gon's movie. The Hutts of Gangsters. Can you hear that in the background? Yeah. Is it loud? No. Okay. There we go. First appearance of Darth Maul. I was interested what the hell he was doing in the background while Palpatine was talking. Was he just waiting for him to come out and say, hey, yeah, I'm going to send this guy? Yeah, why not? I would. <laughs> or just sit in the background and wait? Where's the chip? Yeah. Got to have the dramatic entrance. Your Knightley must have enjoyed that. Clean the damn droid, bitch. <laughs> That's if those rumors were true. The freaking Jedi, man. They could choke you out. What do you mean? That guy has some balls. Only bad thing I remember when I bought the soundtrack to this movie, the uh, the score. I was so excited, I was listening to it, and it totally had a spoiler on it. When you're reading all the tracks, it says Qui Gon's final suite. I'm like, oh, I guess Qui Gon's gonna die. Yeah, they. A lot of movies yeah. were doing that there for a while. That's how a lot of people were finding out what was gonna happen in the movie was you know, check the track list. Ooh, who's gonna die now? Chip's so awesome. What's the name of that? Uh, some kind of cruiser, I believe. 
I forgot the name of it. Yeah, I, I can't remember on that one. Looks like that. But yeah, that one, that is a ship that shows up. I guess you can consider that one kind of the Millennium Falcon of this uh, of this trilogy. Yeah. Because it shows well, up it, through all, well, through it, all it, of them. You sure? I thought it gets destroyed in the next movie. No, this one, this is the one that, same one that uh, she flew into, uh, go see uh, Anakin on uh, Kashyyyk. Or not oh. on Kashyyyk, but Mustafar. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that ship that ship continues to show up, or that model of ship. I don't know if it's the same one. No, the one that got destroyed in uh, Attack of the Clones was a like a four-engined, big, really big oh, wing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you're right, you're right. You're right. Like this one, it shows up here. It shows up, I think, when Anakin and her leave Naboo. To go to go rescue Obi Wan. That's the ship that they fly over to uh, to meet up with him. And then it, again, like I said, yeah, it shows up throughout the some Guidos over there. I don't mean Italians, by the way. Yeah, I just said Guidos. Rodarians. Thank you, Mike. Guido Guido was a character. Actually, they're saying, and I, I don't believe, I don't think this is right, but they're I saying that, that that was that good. That Guido, that's younger Guido. I'd hope not. I I don't remember them having a name, but again, there are scenes and things that were edited out or or dropped, you know, or never filmed, but they were still part of sort of the story. Okay, that's one of the ones that needs to get out. That that edit, yeah. that special effect of that big lizard, that did not look good at all. Let's Watu. Yep. And one of the reasons that he's flying around in this movie is uh, he's crippled. Yeah, because I don't think we ever, even on the Attack of the Clones, he never, never, he was flying. I think he was sitting. He was sitting, yeah. He never touches the ground, yeah, because apparently like one leg is bigger than the other, if you can tell. I always just thought that was the, that species that they just like to fly. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jake, good old Jake Lloyd. Yep. The years have not been kind to him. Yeah. I heard he, he didn't act after this because of just the, the no, backlash from everybody. So I kind of don't blame him. <laughs> you know, it's funny. They had they they, they were showing the um, some test shots of other actors who were acting for this role. Yeah. And there, and there was a kid on there, and I forgot. I, I don't. And his name escapes me. But he was awesome. And he kind of looked like a younger Luke Skywalker, and I always thought they should have chosen him instead of this guy. Yeah, because he you you could tell he I mean he had good acting chops, and you could tell him seeing him eventually turn to the dark side later on. Like with Jake Lloyd, he just looks so just whiny. Oh, it's he's it's what he says isn't going to change if it's a different yeah. person. It's still going to be. I, I don't know. I think you still wouldn't be better. happy with that. <laughs> uh, well, if you get, I'm just saying you could put more in the performance into it. I mean the. Kid just didn't look like he wanted. To I it. saw the same one you did. It was part of that making of, and I he, Jake is the one that acted out the most. He All didn't. Right. The other ones were just kind of. You guys, just I'll okay send you delivered. the clip. I'll send you the clip of the one I'm talking about. No, I rem- I remember it, and it's in the making of it. They they have like a, a group of like four, four kids sitting at a table uh-huh. with George. Yeah, I've seen that one. 
like I said, I know, yeah, I, I know there was one that looked better, but I just, I think Jake was the more outgoing one. I mean, especially when you're dealing with kid actors, you have to go with, with the one that's easier to work with. I think Qui-Gon said, go fuck yourself with that look. Okay. <laughs> he did. He, he's like, bastard. The f- just, ugh. Horrible. Oh, shit. Uh, the way she kind of looked at him, though, kind of creepy. Kid's young. Did he eight? Didn't stop her in the future. Uh. Again, like I've said before, the Skywalkers are the trailer trash of the galaxy. Oh, <laughs> you see yeah. some of the, the mommy and daddy issues they all have. All that freaking power and Jedi can't get money, dude. Come on. Go gamble. Now, Qui-Gon is definitely the batter of the Jedis, but he still has, you know, rules to follow. Yeah, that was a horrible mask. That one just... Now, do you see the guy in the background wearing the, with the white paint on his face? Yeah. He is actually a uh, another Jedi. Uh, he actually shows up during the Clone Wars, but he didn't. Really? He couldn't do anything at this time because he was, apparently was in like an undercover situation. Oh. Um. He. Uh, yeah. He actually. You'll eventually see him in like the Clone Wars. He's very, almost kind of Indian, like American Indian style, uh, about how he how he goes about things. Uh, he actually ends up him and uh, a Visage Ventress actually end up getting together in uh, in one of the expanded universe uh, books. Uh, dark, dark discipline. I think it's the name of the book. But yeah, he was, he was in there, and they was one of the ones they they looked and they liked the look of him, and they were like, okay, well, we're just gonna make a backstory and turn him into a Jedi. Yeah, we'll give you that idea. Better get used to that dirt, Obi Wan. Gonna be yep. sucking for a while. <laughs> I'm trying to 
trying to remember who that actress is. She was. I don't know. They say that's that's George Lucas's grandmother, but I don't. I don't believe that. No, she had a British accent. I'm just saying. That's what. I, that's one of the rumors I heard. Really? Maybe she faked it. You don't know. Man, that sandstorm got there pretty fast. Or they just they, took they were a while literally talking. Time. I guess. I mean, where the <laughs> hell does Annie live? It's on the outskirts, man. It's where the slaves Jeez. live. Skid Row. And this is what makes the universe smaller. You don't need to have Anakin building C-3PO. Yeah, that was a little... I didn't like that at all. That's just... I mean, it was cute and all, but it's, it's not a needed. It's not a plot point to the story. Just not necessary. I mean, if maybe at one point, if there was a moment, like if there was like a, a moment during one of the original trilogies where you see Darth Vader kind of make a funny look or stop pause and look at C-3PO. Yeah, like a little nod to yeah, him. Or like, something. hey, okay, like, I know who you are, but... It, no. Yeah, but like, like nothing. <laughs> yeah. I think they just wanted to help Anthony get that, that record of being in every movie. See, he could have been like, to, to, if they wanted to include him in this, they could, he could have been somebody from Naboo. You know, maybe somebody that they had picked up when they go back to Coruscant later on. This is something. But yeah, this like just, this, this is it's just a waste. Yeah. I gotta say, man, I, I have to grow a beard like that. So triangular in form. Just saying. You know that communicator that Qui Gon has right there? Yeah. You know what that is? It looks like a razor of some it, sort. <laughs> Lady Shick. Is it Lady Shick? Okay. Lady Shick. Yeah. Fun yeah. fact. They were, yeah, that, the. Well, I, I've always seen razors show up in weird places, like the re, re, retool or something else. One of the coolest scenes in this entire movie. Right here. What, them walking through the city? Just them, like, just talking. Oh. <laughs> Chilling. And not semi-circle, sorry. Well, there's only two of them again. Can't really do so much. Yeah, but I just, I just like, you know, just it's the Sith and his fucking apprentice are talking about, hey, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do, and it's short, sweet, to the point, and you get that impact, like, oh damn, these guys mean business. That's why, you know, I'm so fascinated when Disney Plus makes this, you know, prequel trilogy or movie or series that they're gonna have on the Old Republic. See the beginnings of the Jedi and the Sith. You could have a Game of Thrones style with lightsabers. Well, last I heard, it was going to be the the trilogy, one of the trilogy movies. I didn't know of a series. I, you know, I, I'm going to take your advice on this one. I would rather have it as a series. Well, yeah, I mean, I would rather. I want to flush it out, man. But I, everything I've been reading is that they're they're looking for the movie, they're doing the three series, you know, the th part of the new trilogy. Um, I think it's going to be the first of them, the one with uh, Benny, Benny Alpha Wife's. 
Well, we're not going to get a movie for a while after Rise of Skywalker, so they're going to another couple years, I think. Yeah, I give it five years. Well, you figure next year they'll they'll be working on the Mandalorian and they'll be doing more. They'll probably concentrate more on their TV series. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's. I, would, I wouldn't say five years. They'll probably start next year doing pre production and things like that. So. Yeah, storyboards, you know, just little things here and there. But I don't think there's a big rush on it. Now, what did you think of the idea that, you know, the chosen one, Anakin Skywalker, is, you know, basically some kid who likes to fix stuff up? As far as his background and eventually what he becomes. I don't know. It kind of makes sense. if You, you think so? If you put it to, like, I want to say, I don't want to call it poetic justice, but, but uh, uh, irony is he turns into a half-machine. You know, being somebody that tinkered and, and made a robot and, you know, knew how to move. Yeah, eventually that he becomes be- one. He becomes one. There's almost, you know, an irony to, to that s- side of the story. It's not always, a, it's not a major point of contention to his character about him being a tinker. You see him yeah. fiddle with things here and there, but nothing like, oh, I can I can do all this. You know, the, I think the whole building of C-3PO was like the biggest thing. And the, the other things were just him tinkering with little gadgets. See, if he didn't build C-3PO, I think I would have had, I wouldn't have a big issue with it. It's just like the whole C-3PO thing just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, like no. if, he, if he was like a mechanic and he's building ships here and there and like he's building devices, then I'd be cool with it. But Yeah, but I think it's that just, in, the, in the down and down the road kind of with his character and what he ends up being, becoming that half machine. Yeah, I can kind of. It kind of works for for his character. I would love to them to do a series on Vader, like after Sith, like the the novel that I'm reading right now. So good, so good. I just wish they could take pieces of that, adapt it, and make it into like a ten a ten episode series. It'd be good, but I I think a lot of there's a lot I know, of fans you, out there that are just they're like, gonna say yeah we've had six movies of Vader. No, no, I no, get it. no, 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 no. That's not what I was gonna say. No, that we're going we're going back to the well too much. It's time to grow. You know that's why this this is the rise of the Skywalker. This is going to be the end. As a whole, you know, with this trilogy and this saga, and now we're gonna we've only been looking at a tiny little piece. And you even say this all the time. Yeah, if I you do, talk about I, we need to go out to the outer rim, and this is our chance to leave the Skywalkers. Leave him alone and see what the rest of the world holds out there. Yeah, but I, I just think him and Obi Wan. I mean, they, there's always like subtle nods in the movie. Like you know, I, I knew your father. He was more. He's more machine now than man. There's just like little nods here and there that there was another meeting before they met in, in New Hope. And I just think that in between time, you could just tell a lot of stuff. Just my opinion. I I, th- I think that's where we're getting. They're giving us hardcore sweaties that that in in comic book form and book form. For those expanded universes, so I'm I'm happy. But it's just so it's so story. it's it's so good though. It's just so. Oh good. no, it it's is. Just, yeah, that's and I and I just don't think that they could do it justice either. That's the I'm happy to read it in the see it in the way we're reading it. Just the beginning of that opening panel in that book, you know, it just totally takes you know all the no and just you know wipes it all away. Yeah. 
Now, what is that back droid over there? Is it a cooking droid? He looks like um, uh, Lost in Space robot. What's his name? Oh, um, shoot. Just drew a blank on it. Yeah. You see him right there? Uh, it just looks like a steamer. No, he looks like that robot. Danger, Will Robinson. What the hell's his name? Ugh. By the way, when is season two coming out? They, I, I don't know. I thought about that because I saw that I saw it pop up on um, good sci-fi things that, that have come out re- lately, and I'm like, man, that thing's kind of overdue. Yeah, it was good. Unless they're not doing one, and they're just like, hey, that's how they started, and then they're off to wherever. I just love the twist in the doctor. That was that was great. Yeah, but what, and what scene that can he say that that he has quick reflexes? I think he's asking. No, he just said he said he has quick reflexes. How does he know? Well, no, he was just asking. Does he see things? He can. He's able to do see things. No, see but things he happen. also said he that he has quick reflexes. Well, he was How probably he after it? after he had said. Can he see things happening? And he seems like he has quick reflexes. I think. Oh, you are just like wanting to find something to bitch about right now, dude. It's, I'm it's not, not trying to find. Yes, to you bitch are. About. I'm just. Not, I'm no. I'm not. That's just one of the things. I just saw it up there. I had a lot. I'm not hating on this movie as much as you think I am. I'm actually pretty positive. And there's uh, what's supposed to be Guido, I guess. Guido, not Guido. Guido. Guido's Guido. Italian. Guido's green. <laughs> Think, think green, green. <laughs> I'm so sorry to our Italian listeners. Yeah, you ginger. Now, this, this kid right here is... I think he returned for the Clone Wars, and I, th- I believe he is a rebel pilot. I could be mistaken. I'm not even going to say anything. The Clone Wars. Yeah, the the series. He returns like he's like he's Annie's friend and like he meets him oh, like in the, in the animated series. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the movie. I was like, no, they were all clones. No, dude. no, no, no. By the way, uh, season one of the Clone Wars is awful, but after that, it gets really good. I'm trying to remember, I don't remember him. Kind That's of. what I'm saying. I think he was that he meets him later on. See, I gotta, I gotta rewatch Clone Wars again. Because there were no, there wasn't a rebellion at that time. So they, and they but all he, were just but clones. but he, but when he goes into the rebellion, like Anakin, Anakin sees him, he remembers him. He's like, hey, hey, and that, it's like a a throwback to this movie. But there was and no rebellion. Find, That's what I'm trying to say. There's no no, there but was, he, but he, he meets him somewhere in Coruscant or something. Oh, okay, he, okay. He, he becomes something. Okay, I know he was some sort of pilot. Okay, 
Okay, that's what I'm trying to okay, say. Okay, well, you just kept going rebellion. I'm going, wait a second. Yeah, I, look, I, no, I didn't mean rebellion, rebellion. Well, the, the only reason I, I kept... Of course I know that. Well, the only reason I kept going back to it is I know, like, um, Biggs and, like, Luke meet back up. And there's, like, a deleted scene that where they yes, have, have, they have a talk. Yes. So I didn't know if that if you were, like, getting those two put together. Because that, that's when they re-meet up. Oh, boy. And here we here go. Here we go. Here we go. I think you and I are in agreement on this. Oh, One of the yeah. something, something I don't need to know. Some things, yeah. It's kind of like the Joker origin. You don't want to know. It's best and unknown. When you try to explain something, you just end up ruining it. Just lose the magic. Lose the yeah. You lose the excitement and the and the the feel of what got you here and wanted you you know to know like you were saying beforehand. You know, Obi Wan was talking about this magical thing that binds us. We don't have a we don't have a name for it. We don't. It's have a, like when you when you would explain it in the Empire. That, that was one of the best scenes ever. Yep. By freaking Papa, he's sitting there. He's like, "What is the Force?" He's like, it surrounds us. It binds us. It's around us. It's like, you don't know what it is. You can't explain it, but it's just there. And and this movie just like just ruins it. Like, Medichlor, what? Meta, what? Did you read the uh, proposed uh, script that Lucas was going to write for the episode seven? Yeah, for the uh, the wills. Uh, the wills. Well, the, the tree of wills was actually... The tree that that was Luke, yeah, the, that was that Luke. Had. He was one of the original ones from the original Jedi Temple. I guess there was a few of them, and they they planted them at every like major Jedi temple. Like even the one at Coruscant had one, and and yeah, that was supposedly the that was just supposed to be the tree of the wills. And there was a side story about that. But then Lucas, you're basically gonna have a movie, a Star Wars oh. movie with like eight semi-circle meetings or circle meetings, and you give this guy a total badass. Barely any screen time. Boba. But hit, no, I'm talking. I don't care about Boba Fett. But I'm saying I'm talking a about, total badass, a complete and total badass from the original. But trilogy. you know, what? I'm not one. I'm not one of the guys in the Boba Fett camp. Oh really? Never been a Boba. No, never been a Boba Fett guy. I mean, he looks cool, but like people asking for like a solo movie about him, like. Why? No, no, we don't. No, I don't. That's need that. like I don't. I don't care. I got enough out of the Clone Wars to to satisfy me of it. it, it revi- you want to make us so- make w- um? Well, like re- it, it revisited him throughout like certain times in his life. You see him as a like right after his you know his dad died, and then you see him like I think five years down the road or something like that. So you see different levels of Boba. That's all I need. I'm good. He's he he, yeah. he went scoundrel level, and we're cool. You want to make a bounty hunter movie? Make it on Cad Bane. There is a guy. Yeah, that's a badass right there. That's a guy who should have been in Solo. Well, I think I think with Mandalorian, I think that's where they're going. We're, we're not so. going to see. I, I mean, I've read enough to where they're saying we're not going to have Jedi. We're not going to have Force. I mean, I'm sure there'll be Force characters type, uh, kind of like the characters from um, from Rogue One. The very that they're Force sensitive, but they're not Force users. Like Inquisitors. Yeah, well, not the Inquisitors, but I mean, just the... Well, not per se the Inquisitors, but like I'm just saying, like you just said, like the Force-sensitive type character. Well, like the two... And I can't remember the name of the characters. The, the Asian guy and the, and his friend with the big... Yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. They were, he was Force-sensitive, but not a Force user is what I mean. So I think we're going to get that. I really think that's the style and even the look that we're going to see more of is, is that Rogue One grit. Which I'm totally good. Perfectly I'm fine totally with, but good. it sounds I'm, like I'm it's going to be more... More bounty hunter esque, I think, or in that darker world. 
like that proposed uh, video game and TV series that Lucas was developing about uh, the underground of Star Wars. Yeah. That would have been amazing. I forgot what it was called. Star Wars 666 or 1960. It was supposed to be sec- Sector something or other. It was sector supposed to take six. place. Or levels. It was supposed to take place in one of the It was in levels. the underworld of Coruscant, I believe. Yeah. So he's got a bum leg, and he flies, but he's got a cane. What? You know, I like R2-D2, I do, but he's another character. Like, as far as in this movie goes, didn't really need him. No, it's just nice. You know? It's more of a no, nice 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 yeah, familiar like that he's face. There. Because, you know, it ties kind of things together. But, you know, I could have done without him or 3PO. Now, how old is Anakin supposed to be here? He's got to be, what, eight? Yeah, nine, I think yeah, I think ten? eight was the uh, age because she was supposed to be the youngest queen. So how old like is she? 16, she 17. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like. So he, she is double his age. By that point, yeah. You know, uh, one of the things that Star Wars has, and I got to give them credit, is the designs of their bounty hunters. Like, even like on a pass-by shot like that, they still have like cool looks. Here we go. Once again, Mike, this thing could have benefited from what? Subtitles. I don't think people want to read that much in movies like this. That they're, they're but I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear these freaking sports guys. I'm like, hey, everybody, it's a pod race. Again, it's it's the capture for the kids. You got to realize this is hitting all generations. Well, Lucas said it was for kids. Star Wars was for kids. That was a quote. So, do you want you want a kid to read, or or, or rather, somebody talk for? Kids are different. Not in the nineties. Nineties, <laughs> early two thousands. <laughs> We're talking almost uh, twenty years ago, <laughs> plus actually. Well, since this came out, he looks like a looks like a reindeer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, I could have done without the wave in the crowd. <laughs> I like the wave; it's pretty good. All right. They're the Pixar robots. So for uh, for us football fans, the uh, the crowd is actually from a Steelers football game. Really? They got the yeah they got the the crowd recording from a Steelers football game. So that's uh, for you Pittsburgh fans out there. I think when I took uh, took my ex wife uh, wife at the time to go see this, uh, that was like one of her exciting thing is the uh, the actress that plays me. She was she's an actual uh, famous Swedish actress. 
Oh, really? Yeah, it was one of the things that she, oh, I like, I like her. I was like, okay, well, there we go. That's something you can like. Because <laughs> I know you're not enjoying the rest of this right now. <laughs> just hang your head on that. Yeah, just whatever gets you through the next two hours, just go with that. <laughs> All right, babe, we got you. <laughs> keep focusing on her. A lot of things in this movie I don't like, but this is actually one of the things in the movie that I do like. Really? The Padres? Yes. That became, that became like a huge argument of contention for a lot of people. They thought it was too much. Their CGI Java. Yeah. And look at the chick with the blue hair. Mm. Look at her. Uh, if they do yeah. a close-up on her, it's the same bikini that uh, Princess Leia was wearing. Yeah, same Leia. It's a, a color, coloration is different, though. I don't like CGI Java. Yeah, there were certain things that the, the CGI does not need to do. Yeah, and Jabba's one of those guys. I like him as the character, the puppet. You know, he's yeah. just he more effect than he has. Look at, and he's speaking in subtitles. He's speaking in his native, you know, tongue. Oh, the well, Huttese. Yeah, they. Well, you don't have anything. Anybody? They, they don't speak anything but Huttese. Unless I'm just saying, but it adds to the character. Can you imagine if Jabba the Hutt was speaking in English? In Return of the Jedi, well, hey, what's going on, Solo? Like, just like oh, you, you mean like you mean like the one in a. <laughs> Actually, Zero. I think, yeah, I think I think all the huts in um in Clone Wars spoke English. It was like, but Zero was the worst. Hey, what's going on there, Anakin? Like, what? No, honestly, I thought he was going to drop into a hard time speech there for a second. Yes. <laughs> it's been a hard time ain't going up here in Tatooine. Uh. Yeah, but I'm actually one of the guys who actually likes the pot race. Yeah, okay. like I, said, I know yeah, some people was, don't. Yeah, there was but, a big. I, re- I remember the backlash of the pot race that a lot of people were like, "Why?" I'm not so. I don't think so much as to why, but why so freaking long? That that was, I think, was one of the other ones. Uh, yeah, it, look, it, it for a guy who actually likes it, it is a bit too long. But I dug it. I, I like. I honestly the sound think this, this and everything. Was, yeah, I think this was. This was a. Uh, Lucas going, look what we can do. I think this was kind of one of those those uh those demos for, for future movies. I gotta say the pod racing game for the sixty four was great too. Just saying. Little background. Yeah, never yeah, I was never was never a racing fan, so I never Yeah, look who's there. Yep. Wicked. Ah, wicked. And he also returns in solo. Solo. Same character, in fact. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Same, same exact character uh, returned uh, in Solo. He was part of the, uh, part of the the group the group at the very end. Uh, in a, as an Enfis, Enfis, Enfis Nest group, he was uh, one of the ones that was wearing a mask. At the, when they uh, had the, uh, whatever they were trying to get the the chemical they were trying to get. They, they were that, that was the uh, the group that uh, they they gave the chemicals to. So he's been in Solo, this one, and uh, Return of the Jedi. He's a great ambassador for Star Wars, too. Oh, yeah, he is, yeah. Great ambassador. Him and, uh, and Hamill both, they both... Uh, they are just awesome. Because it's one of those things, I mean, you could be typecast for your whole career, where these two guys Did actually embra- they embrace it. Who was-, was that? Um. <laughs> yeah, I did... Yeah, that, that was her. Was that, that was uh, Was that her? Yeah, that's what no. she. Yeah. 
That's where they got oh, the, wow. the ideas for her. At was for uh, mm. was here. I just like the sound of those pods, man. Like I said, it, it follows in the same, and that's one thing I'll give them with the sound. It, it definitely follows in the same sound like the trench, the tr- of the trench run, right? Is that what you're thinking? No, no, I'm the thinking original? of the new the new jets. How they have this more propellered sound. If you think like when you when we see the hear the spaceships here in this in these movies, they have a more of a like a propeller whirling sound. Yes, to yes, them. yes. And that follows with what the thing that they they have there that they have a. a, a they, it has a more industrial sound. I yeah, but when you look yeah. at the other movies, you look at New Hope. It's more mechanical. It's not that yes. propellered. You know, by the way, in a side in a little uh, sidetrack here, I saw Solo a couple nights ago. Yeah. And I, and I think I've told you my um, my opinion on it. Like I just I didn't like it, but after seeing it like a second, third time, I got some different opinions about it now. Oh no, me, with me, I uh, the first time I watched it was not a fan. I was very vocal as just as vocal as one of our other cohorts in the Star Wars uh, fandom. And uh, but the second go around, I actually it was a uh, Bobby, uh, our friend Irish Bobby. He uh, he made a comment. He's like, yeah, I rewatched Solo. He's like, I liked it. He's like, I, 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 he wasn't a fan either, but when I rewatched it, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot more. Because it's not, I, I, the fact that that's a, not a, it's not Star Wars, it's not part of the Star Wars trilogy, so to speak, or the overall, but it's a Star Wars story. Yep. And I go with that, that it just takes place in the Star Wars universe. Yes, it's a little different. Yes, that wasn't Solo. I did think that they, well, they really did was just, do a lot of check marking on our wish list of things we wanted to see happen, but especially one thing that I was really disappointed in. It's kind of one of those things. It's it sounds cooler by saying it, and then when you see it, you're like, "Yeah, huh?" It's funny. I'm reading another Star Wars uh, series that came out uh, a few years back, and it's just Star Wars, and it's pretty much taking place. It it's sort of taking place um, of um, in the uh, in the Splinter's mind. That it was it was a comic book series, and one of the things is where uh, Han Solo runs into, supposedly, and I'm using quotations here, uh, his wife, and Sana Solo is that her name? Sana, yeah. And it's there's a conversation between her and Leia about Ooh. about um, because well, Leia and him aren't an item, but there's you know like little flirting going on. And she makes a comment about, "Oh, does he tell you about how fast his ship was? That's really not what it means. It's not as." And she actually literally goes, "It's not as impressive as it sounds." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, you, you kind of, you made a jab at your own self. You kinda, okay? Nice. That's good. That's I'm fine with that. Now. I like that. I have to check that out." <laughs> but yeah, it's not as impressive as it sounds. I'm like, oh, damn. That's that's good. I like that. There's a deleted scene, I believe, um, with Anakin in this pod race where it shows him using the Force. Oh, really? Yes. Um, I, I believe it, it comes up like after this. It just shows him like he's using the Force and the music comes on. And I think they just cut it out because they didn't want people to think that he had the Force at the time, which I think is kind of silly. The guy's name is Anakin Skywalker. We know where he's yeah, going. Yeah, we already so. know. Yeah. We, it, it, yeah. If, if anybody's seen the movie poster that was sitting in front of movie theaters... 
was him yeah. standing in front of a hut in the shadow of Darth Vader. We, yeah, we so know if where it's going. If we know where it's going. I mean, I, this is like watching Titanic and and telling me, "Don't spoil it. Don't tell me if the ship. Yeah, oh, what's going to happen? Yeah, well, <laughs> I already know. know. The, ship, the ship doesn't really sink. It hits an iceberg, and Godzilla saves it. Like what? Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of those things. Like, oh, yeah, we already know. I think I think I it's it. one of those things where I talk about it's the journey, not where we're going. Exactly, but it's the journey to get there, and that's this is one of those ones. It's, I, I know where we're going. Yeah, it's supposed to be the scene right there where he uses the force somehow. It's on YouTube if you guys want to check it to, out. Yeah, actually, I'll have to check because I thought I've seen all the deleted scenes on this. It's like I've even seen a lot of the scenes where they're you know they don't that they haven't even completed the the, the CGI or anything like that. Oh, like the uh, huh. well, some of the deleted scenes that were you know that weren't there and. I love that sound, that propelling sound. Yeah. And John Williams to this day. Yeah, John Williams, man. man. John Williams for I, life. I own all. I own all the soundtracks to, to all the Star Wars, even the the off off Star Wars brand. I guess you could say that the Star Wars stories, and I just they're just all great. Well, just get ready to buy the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. It's the last time. That's the last score he's going to be doing for Star Wars. Yeah, it's, ever. It's it's kind of bittersweet, but he's been one of those ones. I know they do them here in town, and I'm sure they do them all all, all around the, you know the country. And, I and know local, the orchestras that just or- do uh, Williams uh, scores, yes. and I want to. I've been. I wanted to go this year. I think one was in April, and uh, had other things coming up. But um, but yeah, I know I want to catch them again one more time because I just. I they just have think one amazing. in. They have the John Williams at the uh, Hollywood Bowl. I think every year he does a concert there too. I've seen that one because when I lived out in L.A., I li- lived on the other side of the bowl. Like, so I would illegally cross the field. Oh, you're one of those people, huh? I'd go nice. sit, I'd go sit up on the, I'd go sit up on the actual hill and just look down. I mean, he was, he was all of like a centimeter Kid, tall, but it was just kids, the music. Just make sure you pay for your tickets when you go see a concert. Do not do like Mike Jones <laughs> and sneak in. Oh, dude, it was Hollywood, man. You know how much those tickets are? <laughs> you know, there's another one I'd like to see is Hans Zimmer. I hear his concerts are awesome too. More of a rockier type of vibe. Yeah, okay. he's like the, he's he's like the rock version of John Williams. Well, he's 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 Michael Kamen now. I mean, Michael Kamen was the rock. Yes, yes, the rock, yes. You know, composer. Well done, well done. Eighties. Yeah. Good pull, Mike. I like that. I'm gonna hear some Michael Kamen after we watch this. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, you no, don't really no. hear from Michael Kamen at all. I no, mean, I can't think of no, anything that no. really. He doesn't. I'll tell you who's going to be a good composer is uh, John Carpenter's son. 
if you heard the uh, the new score to Halloween from last year, oh yeah, like he and his father both scored the movie, and you could tell the parts where John does it, and then you could tell like there's some newer stuff that's implanted in the movie, and it's more from his son, and you could tell it's a more of a modern cool. type of vibe. So you got to you, you if you listen to it, you can tell it's his. I'm a big fan of scores and soundtracks, so. See, unnecessary. Again, kids. Just unnecessary. Gotta, gotta, take, gotta take it. I know, but it's just like, you know. They gotta take the good with the bad on this one. They gotta let the little kids have their moments. Why is Wicked pissed off? Bib Fortuna. <laughs> Bib Fortuna. That's creepy. What? Just the way she looks at him. Oh. Yeah, the more the more I see of it, her looking at him that way. Now, now I'm like, man, he, he wasn't. Maybe he wasn't wrong, being all fucking cranky on the in the second movie. Uh, you know, I think about her all the time. Look away how she was looking at me. Now she's blowing me off. <laughs> I like how just Qui Gon just put him down. Like he knows he won. He's like, don't worry about. It. Just bring the parts over there. Like <laughs> a total badass. Oh. And there's a uh, Maul's. See, I, I like that little name drop with the huts. It just shows, yeah. like, hey, they're badasses during this time, so you don't want to fuck with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the huts were always, you know, they were always the ones that controlled the outer rim, no matter, I don't think, no matter what age. That's it why was. I've always li- I've always liked the huts as a character, like, you know, because they're, they're gangsters, per se. You know, they're like based on Italian mob gangsters. You know, hey, you don't want to mess with these guys, they got power. I mean, I think, you know, that's Boba Fett's boss. So it's just like, it's cool. And then when you have the cartoony element to it and you make him too CG and then you have Zero the Hut, which is, I'm going to keep mentioning Zero because. I know, he's your favorite. It's okay. Oh, no. And then that's not even close. Did I tell you about the uh, one of the huts that's a Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that one. Remember that one? Yep. <laughs> Thank God he's not canon. There's a there's another hut that's. um. In that, in that comic book I was telling you I was reading, uh, that is actually a Jedi archive collector. Really? And he's collected. See, that, like, that would be interesting. He and, and he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't blob around. What he has is mechanical arms, like little creepy crawly arms underneath him. Like, but they're they're robotic. So he My does God. get away or he gets around, but it's not him slugging or you know around you mean like when uh darth maul came back when he had those spider legs kind of yeah but all over his body like but at the bo- base of his warm body but he now, had like he had all the all, a bunch whole bunch of jedi holocrons and things like that and and he was just see, that's one of the things. things they haven't even touched on, on any of the movies is, is the holocrons which i'm kind of shocked you know it's like when kathleen kennedy became the producer of lucas films she said, and I, you can look it up on YouTube, she says everything is going to connect. The books, the movies, the video games, everything, right? Moving forward from then. That's why all the stuff was considered like, you know, the legend stuff, the EU. It's like, it's not part of the canon, right. but everything else, the movies, series, comic is all going to be canon, right? Yeah. And it's, it's funny, like in the movies they've done, the newer ones, they have never 
ever thrown anything from the series on there, like anything from Clone Wars, anything from Rebels. It just or the comics. It's just kind of like you have to re like Solo was really like the first movie that actually tried to tie some of that stuff in there. Just kind of like why I like it now. Yeah. I mean, I think there were some parts they talked about the, the, the Jedi barely. temples. It, yeah. it's, you, you can say barely, but they still did it. Maybe not yeah. in, not as much as you want them to tie it together, but they're still tying them together. There's so much lore. I mean, I've always talked about expanding the lore. And making that's the why you only. Ha- that's why movies are a bad way of doing it. You only have two and a half hours to tell the story. You can't cram everything in. You have to tell your story, but then you have to put those little Easter eggs through it. I mean, they did it a little bit. If you look at some of, uh, look back on uh, the Last Jedi, you see uh, Luke. Some there's two two items inside of his um, inside of his his hut. One is actually from a video game, and one is a uh, like a belt or something from like from one of the Clone Wars. There are small little tie-ins. You just have to kind of catch them. They're just not blatantly. Hey, look what we got here. You know, they don't have that those moments. But I mean, because you do realize they they have talked about you know um, they did talk about you know Palpatine. They actually called him by Plagueis. They so there were there have been like little word drops here and there. No, and we no. and we still have one more, you know, because uh, one of the one of the rumors, uh, you know, something that, you know, that we'll probably talk about here shortly. Uh, you know, one of the rumors they're talking about is like, you know, the the the, the uh, Knights of Ren were out doing something. Well, what were they doing? Maybe that's when they'll bring in the holocrons, saying, "Hey, we were out collecting holocrons." And a lot of Jedi stuff has just been destroyed too. The Emperor destroyed everything that to deal with the Jedi. I mean, he even he took the to the Jedi, the old Jedi Temple in Coruscant, and built his temple on top of it. So there's just he just like he was wiping out, just like a, a conquering pharaoh. That uh, those other people didn't exist. Nothing existed before me. Shmi. You will for like five minutes, and then you know. Yeah. After I'm being, you know, I'll be tortured to death. You'll see me literally while I'm on my deathbed, bastard. How come you come back and save me? You had the force. It's one of the things the Jedi are like. As this, as the prequels go along, and the more I watch it, I realize more and more. And you probably don't feel this way, but I do. Jedi are a bunch of hypocrites. Biggest hypocrites of the galaxy. They tell you not to do something for their own selfish means, to be honest. It's kind of like when Anakin did his turn, I was like, you know what? He kind of has a point. <laughs> yeah, there are certain points. And again, that's what, why, and that's something that a lot of people were pissed off about. Luke said the Jedi must die. They, they, were, they were overpowered or they were arrogant. They didn't even see the evil that was right in front of them. But yet people are mad that Luke said that. I, that's, I wasn't. That's the, it's I, the truth. I, I think me and you will always yeah. defend the Last Jedi. Yeah, I will always is. defend that movie. I'm I'm one of the defenders of Last Jedi. Yeah, I'm not one of the haters. Now, is it a Star Wars movie per se? No, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. But as a movie in a whole, like a lot of the reasoning behind why Luke did what he did. Oh, here we go. This is when this movie starts picking up to me.
The design of that chip is badass, though. Another meeting, not semicircle, let's just side by side. Why does he need six droids in back of him for this dude? Man, you don't, you don't, don't, don't fear. I'm just saying. <laughs> they fear the you, beard, you, man. You must always is it fear, fear, the fear the beard. Is it fear the beard? Yeah. <laughs> You've seen the shirts? <laughs> you know, I, I hate, um, you probably won't see the resemblance in that dude, but. Uh, I don't know why I keep thinking of uh, Britt's husband, David Bauer, when I see that dude. I don't know. Just something like he just has like a David Bauer type of look to him. Like, oh, think of David Old with hair. And that's no shot against you, Thanatos Kane at Heroes Asylum, David. Just No shot against you, Bear. I love you. You're, <laughs> you're a cool dude. I'm just saying. Pretty sure he doesn't listen, but just in case, Bear. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he probably doesn't. But I'm just saying, Bear. You're, you're a cool dude. Like, this is Mike's voice. Again. This is Mike's voice. That's that's, and this that's, is, that's, that's Kane over there. <laughs> I like Bear. He's a cool dude. Oh, uh, every time I think of that necklace, is always nightmares. You know, I bought a necklace for a girl. I wanted that necklace back, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know why I gave it to her. I guess I was really hammered. Jessica, if she was an angel, because you hear about the space pipe, space conferences. Yeah, I even, I even gave her that line, too. They weren't. For a night. <laughs> Michael Jones at oh I didn't say anything but I'm about ready to so go ahead and complete that <laughs> at Heroes Asylum my favorite pickup line is this smell like chloroform works every time <laughs> again Captain Mike at Heroes Asylum you know I've always liked the, the, the look of Coruscant it's basically you know the Jedi at their height and the city at its height. But wasn't Coruscant always that way? If I go back to like the the Knights of the Old Republic game, it was just yeah, always it, it was like that too. It's it's always been it's yeah. active. It's 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 
it's just there, overpowering. And again, this is what I look forward. I I go back to the to, to a new hope, and a more civilized time. This is yes. what I wanted yeah. to see. And a lot, of, I know a lot of people were like, we didn't get that badass moment of this and that and during you know that we got during the the a new hope. But a new hope was in the middle of a war, was in the middle of oppression. This is freedom that we're looking at freedom. Well, it's like they always say about the original trilogy. This is more um, very polished, I guess I could say. Yeah. And the 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 original trilogy was more industrial, more lived in, more like worn in. And cause, well, that's like, because it was war. war. Yeah. yeah. It was more. It was a worn torn culture. One, well, that's one of the things when they say this is too glossy. I'm like, well, it's a civilized time, like you just said. Mm-hmm. I mean, just looking at the shiny ship. I mean, it's all in chrome. It's as shiny as you're gonna get. And there's Zod, Neil before Zod, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Every time I see yeah. him, whenever I see him, I just, I just see, I, I almost want to see like the Imperial like medals on his chest when he's whatever he's wearing. I just want him to say Neil before Zod. There have been other actors who try to say that line, but Terrence always yeah, nails yeah, it. Yeah, Terrence, yeah. Terrence is the man. The best time he could have said it is like when he was in the council, Neil before the council. You know that. I would have been okay with that one. You know, what's the irony of Terrence Stamp is that for ten seasons on Smallville, he was the voice of Jor-El. Yeah, I thought that was yeah, which I, I thought, thought was, was funny. Which I thought was kind of funny as hell. That's why when they went with the story that during Smallville was it was is was Jor-El evil? That's I was like, well, I'm hearing Zod's voice, so. Because there, there was it, that that yeah. there was that iffy time when he was pushing Clark to go one way, like is that yeah, is that really is that Zod or no? <laughs> Every time I see I see Padme change or Natalie change, I always goes I always go back to the uh, to uh, Carrie Fisher talking to George Lucas about some award ceremony he was getting. I think it was the uh, Screen Actors Guild Award or something, and, and she yells at him about, you You told me I couldn't wear any underwear because there was no underwear in space. But my mother, that Padme or whatever, she changed costumes <laughs> yeah, every that. two scenes. <laughs> oh, man. God but rest her soul. Okay. Every, time, every time I see I see Natalie change a costume, I... I'm like, oh, God. You talk about a person who made an impact. Carrie Fisher, I mean, you know, physically it was one thing, but later in years, she was funny as hell. Especially when she roasts Lucas. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. Thanks, thanks for giving, uh, uh, creating Pez dispensers. So every time I yell at my daughter, my daughter could just lift my head up and pull a Pez candy out of my neck. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to write you a check every time I, I look in the mirror. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, you actually look at her history, just her, not just her, like her, her movie history, her, her, but her writing career. Writing, man, her yeah, her writing she, career was amazing. Phenomenal writer. I mean, they, she's always going to be Princess Leia. She will always be our princess, of course. But it's just like she's done so much other stuff. I think it was the one Postcards from the Edge was basically a, a story about her and her mother. Yeah, you know good. about about I just basically, that, and it was she's like, yeah, it was it was just a biography, but it turned into sort of a comedy. And the one thing about Carrie, she always made fun of herself. Oh yeah, you have to. That's the one thing I liked about her. She just she talks about one at the height of her career. She um she had a one night stand with a geek wearing the Princess Lake bikini outfit, which I thought it was hysterical. I'm like, you're one of us. <laughs> See, circle, circle. This is a circle meeting. This is the fifth. And you have your and you have the one and only other time of seeing a another Yoda species 
Yada. What's her name? And you never see her again. I always felt that Samuel L. Jackson was kind of wasted in this movie because he was too mon- he was too monotone. I thought when he got cast in this movie, and maybe I was the only one, I thought he was going to be Jules from freaking uh, Pulp Fiction because <laughs> I thought it would have add more hype. You know, can you just imagine that? that everybody's sitting there and this like monotone voices talking about you know how we must do and the future is now and later, and he comes up what. Fuck this! We're gonna go fight. Like I, I thought, that's what we we're gonna get. Well, we we eventually did. I mean, it, you have to realize. I think I think that that aspect and that that thought of him doing that kind of gave I him think, weight yeah. when he spoke. And then when it came to Return to the Je- or Revenge of the Sith, he that's he turned into Jules. You know, and he's a yelling, little bit. A li- yeah, when a he's bit. yelling at well, you, can't trust him. He must die. I'm like, yeah, there oh, we go. Okay, that's yeah. Jules. All right. Give him his wallet back. It says bad all motherfucker right, right, on it. Okay. I'll, I'll, all right. Here you go, Sam. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I think, the, I think there was that the build up. All right. All right. You, you're right. I think we skipped the scene already with the Enterprise flying by. Yes, we did. I was yeah. just going to mention that. I, I looked for that forever because I thought it was a very clear picture, but it's no, like it's, it's like blurry. But you can kind of see the angles of the ship, and it's like profile. Now, which Enterprise is it? Is it the seventeen oh one C or is it seventeen oh one D? The D was the the the, the the one that was going on at the time. Okay, see, I know a little bit of my Star Trek. Same thing. I think it's in. The Revenge of the Sith, you'll actually see the uh, Serenity class, Firefly. Yeah, go same by. Way. You'll see that. Meeting well, in, in uh, a circle. And, and Rogue One, you see the ghost. Yes. Yeah, like really quick. It's quick, but it's there. That's why I kind of liked, you know, Rogue One included a lot of that stuff. That's what I was hoping. I think because I even, you even see, Ch- I thought you even see Chopper at one point in the, yes. in the, yeah, um, you, yeah, you see Chopper in the as hangar. well. I, yeah. Which I thought to me, I, I love Chopper. So I was like, oh, there he is. I just didn't like the Chopper episodes of Rebels. That was stupid. Sorry. <laughs> when you have a whole episode dedicated to a droid, it's... I don't know. I thought, I thought so, those... Um, kind of The filler. Clone Wars ones where they were just dedicated to R2 and C-3PO ro- running around. That's different. But I thought those were kind those, of fun. Those guys, are, those guys are iconic. You know, Chopper is Chopper. Chopper's getting to the point of iconic. No. And is, is Chopper still around, do you think? I don't know. I got a funny That's feeling. We may, I mean, we may see Chopper because you got to realize. You know what? You know what? We may see him in the I, Cassian Andor I, I series. Was, I was just going to say that or the Mandalorian and we might see yeah. Chopper. Yeah. I mean, that's the easiest way. It's a TV series. Let's bring another character from a TV series. They already have a model of him made that real life. But, you know, again, the 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 group that goes to the celebration that does the, the R2-D2 you know, models, they can. This is why I love Ian McDermott. Yeah. Scenes like this, where he's just basically manipulating everything to his own will. He's not using; he's just using his mind. He's basically telling, "Hey, man, you know this. You know this is going to go this way." And just that's why he's my favorite Star Wars character. It's not about his power; it's about the way he just moves things around. Like right, right now, the, uh, it, in the storyline, in the overall arcing storyline, um, Plagueis is still alive. In this timeline? In this timeline, yes. 
he is still alive. Uh, Plagueis has become so involved in trying to fix the get the midichlorian down to where he can save lives, but that's why he's uh, brought in. He you know he brought in a uh, mall. But at the, around this time is when he is when he goes. Uh, the story is is we don't see him during the funeral of Qui Gon. No, because that's where he is. Oh really? See, I, I got. He's, I gone, he's gone off to, to to go after Plagueis. Hmm. Yeah, that's if it's, I'm trying to remember what storyline oh, it is or what book it is under. But yeah, that's they're saying that he's still right now. now this there part are three Sith in here. This is very CG, by the way. This is where it's like, yeah. This is one of those things. This scene in just another scene, just like it in uh, Aquaman, how they have you, how you, they're rolling up to the gates of Atlantis. That's it was like too much CG. Oh. That's what I had here. Same thing. It was like ah. But in, in defense to that scene in Atlantis, it is Atlantis. It is an underwater city. To make try to make it look believable is going to be. It's going to look fake no I'm not talking what. the I mean, city, the gate. As they're rolling up to the gate, there's this long green beam of light going into oh, the gate. I'm like, okay, okay, like so okay. nobody sees right, this, right? right. There, okay, there's no, I'm sorry. no, no, nobody, nobody has seen this green light and this big long road going in here. Okay. All right, all right. I that thought you were yeah. talking about the city itself. No, I'm the sorry. city, the city could have been toned down that. a hair or two, but overall, I understood that one. But yeah, yeah, no, that's just like that gate driving up to it. I'm like, really? That's we we have a we have a toll to get into the city. <laughs> Now, this is the CG Yoda, I believe. Uh, the one yeah. I'm watching, yeah, I think they had already removed him. Yeah. And then, came out. Because this yeah, is the Blu-ray I'm watching, so yeah. Okay. So, uh, And I believe they added the puppet one later, which I've always loved the puppet version better than the CG version. No, I thought it was they had puppet, then removed it. Cause was they, it puppet? Because okay. they, they did CG the rest of the, the, rest of the uh, series. I've always so liked puppet Yoda better. I didn't like him on this one. He looked too No, weird. no. And the other ones, he got better, I think. But this one, yeah, he looked a little odd. Because that was the one thing I was like, I was like that, like uh, Last Jedi was a puppet. This one, the original of this one, was a puppet, and I was like, this one looked weirder than the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi one looked spot on. Oh, perfect! When he came on, I freaked out in the theater. And the and the one freaked out. And I know that they were talking about. Actually, no. This is the scene where uh, the Star Trek or the Enterprise flies by. Look over her left shoulder. You'll see it fly by. As soon as Jar Jar moves his dumb butt. So I remember it was like a darker scene. Yeah, here we go. Over on the left. You know, I bitch about all the meetings in this movie that they have. But I would like to have seen the meeting where he got elected to Chancellor. Oh, I think I saw it. Here we go. Yeah, yep, I just I just saw it. Okay, man, it's it's quick though. It is quick. Yeah, it's quick and it's it and it's, and it's it's not in focus it, either. It's, it's, it's the D. Yeah, it's very blurry, but I, I I could tell from the shape. Yeah. Oh, that's nice, Mike. Huh. Look at that. He's he's still manipulating. Everything. Yeah, when you actually look at the the expanded universe of his backstory and how he how this is just a, a a drop of his manipulation of 
like for him to become a become a uh, a, a student of a uh, Plagueis. Yeah. Of Plagueis, he had to go and kill his own his own parents. You know, his Look own family. His, just, do you see that he has like the little irk of a smile there? Oh yeah, yeah, because he's everything's going the right way. Say what one more time. <laughs> Say one more time. <laughs> he needed to have that Jerry Curl wig on, too, with the goatee. There was actually talk that um, before his death, Tupac wanted to, was a huge Star Wars fan. And he was trying to, he had a friend that was knew Lucas and they were he was they were trying to work a meeting into where maybe he could come in and uh, somebody was like oh maybe he was going in for the for the Mace Windu one but Mace Windu was designed and written specifically for Samuel so it, maybe it was another another character that they were going to try to add in or something I don't I couldn't see Tupac though as a Jedi well maybe he was a rapper to save the galaxy maybe maybe he did a drive by in one of the spot pod races or I don't Oh, Mike. Too soon. <laughs> it's too soon. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's not really too soon to say. You know, it's... I believe one of these Jedi in the Council is the Jedi Master to Kanan. I forgot which one it is. Uh, Kanan's was one of the females. She is okay. his. His was a was a female. She was part of the Council. But then and got booted died. out. And then Kanan was was a Jedi in training. And then he quit. He was well. No, the the Order sixty six came in and uh, he had to run. So it wasn't that he quit. He everybody was shooting at him and killing him or trying to kill him. You know, I always thought they could do like a mini episode series in Order sixty six about like surviving Jedi, and you don't have to have Vader in the series at all. You could just have him in the background. Like when a Jedi dies, you see a saber or something like that, or a silhouette. But like the stories of those Jedi, like on the run, trying to survive that order and how they survive and stuff like that. I've always thought that would have been kind of a cool concept. They may be doing it because there are more and more Star Wars books. They're really concentrating on some of like the stories they haven't touched on. Yeah, but it's just it's like we've always discussed, and it probably had nauseum to the, to the listeners is that expand the universe. There's just so much story. It's just like I'm almost happy that they're getting rid of the Skywalker stuff because. I'm kind of over it, like because we have so much rich. It's almost like we talk about DC and the rich material that they have. Like they have a lot of gold. They're holding the gold and they don't know what to do with it. Same thing with Star Wars. You have a lot of gold besides Skywalker. Well, I think it's in September. They're doing um, the Art Art of Rebellion or something along those lines. Is a is a comic book series for Star Wars in Marvel in the Marvel line. Uh, that it's going to be like a four or five issue run, but it's actually will be. Snoke's backstory. So it'll, it's going to delve not specifically into him, but his backstory will be intertwined into the story, the overall story being told. Well, it's about time. Almost fascinating. I think he comes from the Outer Rim or the Unknown Regions, they call There's it. There's been talks that he's knows Vader, knew Vader. Yeah, the, the, he knew of stuff like he was in the background. Yeah, I, that, I heard that, that, he, that he was involved. So I don't, I'm not sure about how how outer rim he was, but 
but we will have an answer here shortly. Very soon. Soon, yeah. Another meeting. Meeting number six, by the way. Semi-circle. How many meetings are we going to have in this movie? Now the the ship looked black there. Yeah, it's a reflection. It's okay. It's okay, well, I thought it was like a camouflage type nah. ship. No, I'm just, no, okay. Yeah, no, it's just the chrome. It looked better black though. No, that's Natalie Portman right there, I believe. I couldn't tell you because even her mother couldn't tell. So. Because even think what back. Would you ask think, him? Huh? No, I'm just saying, why would you ask Jar Jar? Oh. Idiot. And here is the, um, I guess, pseudo Death Star of the movie. You're right, man. That is a great looking ship. Like I said, in the in the book you're re- you are reading, that there's there comes a point that 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 ship shows back up. Oh, re- oh, I can't wait. Yeah. That's one of the things you need to study, Mike, on your uh, you know Star Wars trivia is more ships. Yeah, I, I still will never get the ship name. Sorry, that's just yeah, well, you, you got to bone up, man. You got to yeah. You know, there's gonna be a rematch soon. Yeah, and this time, and this time, no hints, buddy. That hey, that hey. wasn't my fault. That that was uh, somebody else that was giving the hints. I, I no, I gave hints. I was like, you need hints. You're like, yeah. But I, hey, so but I, started, I, I gave in. I gave hints. I gave hints also. I gave hints also. <laughs> so don't act like there wasn't any hintage. Sorry, folks. That's uh, inside stuff. Small bit of contention between us on Star Wars trivia, so, and she had to ask, she had to ask him to go talk to his people. That's why she that's why she had to talk to. Yeah, that's why I, I was taking that statement uh, back. I know when I was wrong. Oh, okay, I, I didn't right. know. I didn't realize you were, you took. Yeah, it back. that's how you, I you took it back. You didn't say take back, so I didn't know what you were doing. Well, there. you interrupted <laughs> me, and I was trying to take it. Back. See, now this is one of those ones where you, you the scene coming up. You will have Kira and you will have Natalie there, and watch. It's you can't tell the difference really. No, you really you really can't. Yeah, when this scene when this scene does come up, you're like I was like I know, one's one, but you know I, you know I think that they both live in Hollywood. I'm I'm presuming at this point, Natalie and Kira. I wonder if I they thought, no, I th- think Kira's still in England. Is she? I think she moved to L.A. because I know she moved to L.A. recent not recently but a while ago and she got married had a kid whatever, but. I'm just wondering if they have ever run into each other like at a club or something. Probably. You know, mix it up a little bit. A little cat fight. Look at that. Again, you, you, again you, the, you were, these are all just rumors you're going with. Don't, these don't, don't are not rumors. Okay. Did, did, did you read that from somebody? <laughs> it's this fact. I'm telling you. Is it? I've, never read, I've never read that fact. That Stanatos came at the Heroes Asylum, by the way. Yeah, you really can't tell. You like, even with the makeup, it's ridiculous how, how similar they look. Look at that, it's almost uncanny. Mm-hmm. 
That's now, really the Qui Gon. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, that, that look to me tells That's me he didn't know. I, I, I thought it was a look that he did know. Really? I, he's, I don't, like, he's like, yeah, I knew it. Maybe if he like looked over and smiled, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I knew. But yeah, that, that look, he, like, I think he, oh, he was had like up. A, he had like a sort of a smile, like a little half grin. I did like Boss Nass in uh in the Clone Wars. They they definitely uh, expanded. His yeah, role. he he was much better in the Clone Wars. It's kind of like when I try to describe Clone Wars to people who haven't watched it. It's like they took all the bad looking characters from the prequels and actually made them cool. Yeah, and then added. I mean, they they just yes, the, they ones, added, the, yes. the more that the ones that they added just became even better. Oh. Cad Bane, man, Cad Bane. If you folks don't know who Cad Bane is, look him up. Check him out in Clone Wars. He is, to me, he's a better character than Boba Fett. Just much more layered. Yeah, how they, yeah, how they always talked about like Boba was was portraying uh, the Clint Eastwood, the man with no you know no name. Cad no, Bane Cad, is Cad Bane, Cad Bane is that <laughs> he is that he has the hat to a, everything to, to a T. Yeah. Well, get used to that. That's only seven lines that uh, Darth Maul speaks in this entire movie. Yep. Better another character was better utilized during the Clone Wars. And was that even his voice? That wasn't uh, Ray's no. voice. It was somebody That's else's. Nope. Somebody else. Another Darth. They couldn't put the the real voice on there. Nope. Which is weird because if you've ever heard Ray speak, he could have done it just fine. Especially yeah, seven, seven freaking uh, lines. He could have pulled I've seven never, lines I've off. I never understood like the hate for Ray Park's voice. I'm yeah. like, why? He's fine. I mean, he can't do the athletic stuff that he used to do anymore, sadly, you know, because yeah. a lot of time. But, you know, it's just they had this um, this video circulating for a while. He was at a convention. And he was uh, some fan handed him a double bilder white lightsaber. Oh yeah, I and, think I saw that. And one, yeah. he was doing the entire act, the entire like the form that he used, and I was just like, wow! <laughs> and everybody was in awe when he when he did it. Ray Park, by the way, played Snake Eyes in the uh, GI Joe movies. Just another point. Yep. Subtitles. Looking at him with dead eyes, you guys. That's right. Blank, blank, and another meeting. So they say um, Ray never blinks as Maul, except for one time in this whole movie. 
Well, if you look at uh, there's another movie, and probably yeah, you probably have never watched it, uh, City of Angels with Nick Cage. Yeah, that was one of the things that he did because he played it. He portrays an angel in that movie, which is I think is kind of funny. He never blinks in that movie, apparently. Right. Now I've seen the movie, and I, and I thought I saw some hints of him blinking, but you throughout that whole performance, his eyes are just basically you know that's going to be hard not yeah. blinking. But yeah, they were saying that yeah, he's, his eyes don't blink. The only time his eyes blink is when he dies. Or does he? Or does he? Well, if if nobody's seen this already, spoilers way past the time. Yeah, I'm just saying. Or gets cut in half. Let's just now see that general Gungan right there. If that was the character being used instead of Jar Jar, I would have been okay. But instead, you have this worthless. Shiftless. I mean, I understand it was for kids, but but also I, th- I think you 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 couldn't have that kind of character working with a strong Jedi because then they would go back and forth. He yeah, but you don't need be, to have a you don't need to have a doofus. You, could well, have you don't somebody need to have a doofus kind of, either. But yeah, it's a, the, that kind of character that, that that you were pointing out that general. It would be too too many gen, too many uh, chiefs. Well, I'm in saying the, along the, along those like give me like a, a warrior type of guy like that. I mean, he doesn't have to be as strong, but, you know, he just knows stuff like, hey, you know, we just take this route here. He's a fighter or some sort. I mean, maybe a mechanic, just something. There are the Roger Roger robots. One of my favorite battle scenes in Star Wars Legos. This for this run. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I played that too. They, uh, I played Battlefront two um, before I took it back, and there was a scene where you actually go back to Naboo and you're fighting alongside Princess Leia. Because the movie takes place after Return of the Jedi, which is kind of actually kind of cool. Spoilers. I mean, the uh, you fight as Han Solo with a beard, which I thought was kind of cool. I got to give Lucas credit as far as the design for these ships goes, because you could tell these are like predate models to like the X-Wing, the Y-Wing, which is your favorite uh, ship. I know they're more like the, um, the Corvette, the Corvillian Corvette, as far as you know, when a new hope comes. Yeah. Cause they're like more industrial looking and bigger. These are more like, you know, kind of like space car type. And I can understand why it's a pre it's a prequel. This is like, you know, it's more, it's a more civilized time to bring that these, word back. These honestly remind me of more, World War II style planes compared yeah, to the like, 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 compa- yeah exactly the very even fi- very one, these are these I consider yeah. true fighters. What are the, what do they call the other World War II fighters? There was like a Spitfire plane, I believe. We had Spitfire. You had a Mustang. Spitfire Mustangs. Uh, I'm trying to remember. You had, to, you had a few other ones. Uh, yeah, too. I'm trying to. Th- I used to collect the uh, some models like that when I was kid. But it, like the the way it had the the the, the shine. In the front of the engine, and then the color that reminded me of a lot of like the World War II propeller ones because they always had they always had like around the engine that was the more chrome, and then whatever paint color the plane was was came up afterwards. And that's what it kind of reminded yeah. me of. Yeah. 
And again, it goes back to that that propeller sound that they that the jet engines yeah, have. Yeah. Now, what's the deal with the giant marble? It's a boom boom ball or something like that. Oh my gosh. Subtitles, man. Subtitles. It wouldn't It wouldn't be any better if it, if it was the subtitles. If I'm saying "ouch time," um, I'm just. Uh, wait, you could have changed the dialogue there. The only thing it's going to change is it's it's the it's going to make it sound less racist <laughs> instead of sounding Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going to be alright, man. <laughs> oh, they weren't Jamaican. Yeah, that's why their ears look like dreadlocks. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. Yeah, good job, Lucas. Not too racist. Yeah. Same thing with your trade federations and your and uh, what's his name? Um, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, the, the one that owned that owned uh, Anakin. Oh, uh, Watto. Watto. Yeah, he, he definitely had a a Jewish type accent. One to hag- haggle about prices. So I mean. Oh, here we go. Uh oh. Finally, I waited almost. Just shoot him! What you staring at, people? I know. What, what the fuck? Blast him. <laughs> what are they waiting for? I had to wait almost two hours to see this scene, but it was well worth it. Well worth it. And one of the best oh, parts of this movie. One of the one of the best scores, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I meant. Yeah, the best part is that it was just the score. Yeah, it's just. I mean, I, I had to wait almost two hours for it, but it was worth it. There's a trailer part with a double-wheeled lightsaber. Everybody was losing their minds. I'm trying to remember, that was a, taken actually out of the Legends series, the double lightsaber. There was yeah, one. Somebody else had it. It was another. Yeah, exactly. It was a Jedi actually that had it. Um, I can't remember his name, but that, they took that from that from there. That was one of the first things that hooked me to it when I saw that trailer. I was like, "Who's this dude?" Yeah. He's like a double blade of light. Oh my god! Well, if you ever watched any of like the 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 makings of where they talk about the how they made him, you know, then they, Lucas always said he's like, I want something out of your your worst nightmare. And original concept was uh, one of the one of the more popular ones was Asajj Ventress. Was was this Sith was supposed to be a female warrior? And uh, eventually, what they did is uh, they basically how they designed them all is they actually took the face of some of the, the the producers and people that worked in the office, and somebody put horns on one of the uh, one of the guys just as a joke, and Lucas liked it. Yeah, and it just it, it, they were saying uh, the reason they didn't choose a Saj of a Saj Ventress because she it was too scary. Um, it, it she became part of her design. You know, was the the night the night sisters. Which you know, when, when you actually, if you ever guys again, we're going back to the Clone Wars because that's it, it's very it grows off of this, but it does. The the Night Sisters are just amazing. They're they're Sith, are Force sensitive, like witches basically, and it, it just very interesting, you know, characters, all of them. 
Yeah, and one of them is voiced by uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Little fun fact. I've always liked that name, the Night Sisters. Yeah, cool. yeah, I always thought that was cool. Yeah, really cool. Because it was like you trying to have to describe another Sith type group, but not really Sith. Not really Sith, yeah. And I was like, oh, these are the Night Sisters. Like, ah. I guess from just hearing this watch along with us, you probably understand that me and Mike are very big Clone Wars fans. So if you guys haven't checked out Clone Wars, I believe it's still on Netflix before it makes its transfer eventually to Disney Plus. Yeah, eventually, yeah, it should. Um, if you get a chance to watch it, the first season is a little rough, but after that, it really gets going. Yeah, they they just they just grow the world. I mean, just they they and they, just, and they delve into what we've always wanted. Yeah, well, where did the Sith come from? They actually do a couple episodes really venturing into that. Where do That's where do one they? Of my favorite, when they do those uh, episodes of the lore of the Sith and the Jedi, yeah. it's my it's my favorite. And and they answer a lot of questions. You, you you find out, you know, how does how does Yoda learn about becoming a Force ghost, and you know, why does he tell Obi Wan at the end of you know Revenge of the Sith? You, you learn that one. You find out about um, you know just where certain people came from and why are they the way they are. It just grows in the world even more than what I could have ever imagined, and I was so happy with it. It's it's great. It's great. I'm gonna start rewatching it actually. Yeah, that's on my list as soon as I finish rewatching the uh, the Avatar Last Airbender series. Another great series that the movie actually ruined. Yeah, that was yeah, that was bad. Maybe we'll put that on the list one time. And here's our nod to Batman. Sixty six. What, nobody popped their head out the window? <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey! It's Queen Amidala! Let her in! Oh. Yeah, just, I love this yeah, score. This, this is... I, I'm not even... There's just no words for this scene. That this all I can say is this is what we all wanted. We wanted... This is... The, yeah, the, this this is, is the lightsaber fight we all... Knew we wanted and finally got. I could put up with the eight semicircle circular meetings just to get to this. Now, those two gigantic uh, laser things in the ground, is that the uh, planet's core or is that? I'm, I'm trying to figure out what that was. I don't, I, I don't know. I think it might just be like their generator system or something for the whole city. I'm just trying to find out. Yeah, I, I don't think they ever really explain it. I don't even know if they what they call it in this in the storyline. If they call it like a generator room or, but again, typical uh, science fiction fashion. There are obstacles and things in rooms that should not, no reason to be there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think uh, who is a Galaxy Quest <laughs> said it best. Why is this big giant blade in the middle of the ship? What's it for? <laughs> Yes, just there. Just there. We don't know why. The Jedi preach patience. The Sith are always, you know, on the move. 
And did you ever read the the uh, what they had to do because of a uh, because of Liam Neeson? Like the, most of the sets were up to a certain feet tall. They had, a, I think, they had to build them a certain way, certain because like extra like tall. three feet or something yeah, like that. But he's it, a tall guy. It, yeah, he's but like, it cost it cost them like an extra like hundred fifty thousand, I think, just just yeah, to was, build the sets yeah. a little bit taller for him. Lucas had the money though, so. Oh, I'm yeah. I mean, you got to realize this is in the heyday of you know. The lights and magic group, and I mean that's how he's able to you know use. That's why you see some of these ships because you know because uh, it was it industrial light magic. Uh, they were the ones doing Star Trek, so they're like, hey, did you have that file for Star for the Enterprise? Just throw it on there. Now I always laughed at people that you know when George Lucas eventually sold Star Wars. And they was like, well, he, he donated a billion dollars away. And people are like, well, well, he doesn't have the much money as he used to. I go, kids, <laughs> I want you to think about this for a second. Yeah, think before you speak. <laughs> think before you speak. Because, yes, he sold Star Wars. But do you when they gave him a billion dollars, do you not think he still has a little bit of stock rights in Disney? Yes, he sold the Star Wars, but he still gets a percentage of every film. Yeah, off everything. But he off he, every little toy, off every little lightsaber. Yeah, every there's, little there's still there's still Lucas Arts. There's still LucasArts. everything is still Lucas. The Lucas Ranch is still out there. There's still an audio company out there that does yeah. mixing out there. Uh, Kevin Smith loves going out there to do his mix down. That's where actually where he and his wife got married at. Was that yeah? Uh, that, that was Lucas, yeah, Star Wars Ranch. Yeah, it's got, yeah Skywalker Ranch. Oh, and, Skywalker Ranch. And he's still got that. He's still got income coming there and. Just imagine the money he made off of just the toy sales alone. So, it, yeah, he's fine. What he sold this for, yeah. Star Wars probably, he's probably lost money by selling it, but the, the money he lost was like billions when he still got billions. So it's it's not a big deal. Him, he's fine. His kids are fine. His kids' kids are fine. Pretty sure his great-grandchildren are fine, so... That that they will now be the the old money in California, you know, in the in the wine country. Uh, the Lucases. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Surprised they haven't made a reality show yet. Hey Buffy, I'm going over to Lucas's for a little party today. Fun fact, uh Corey Feldman played a character called Lucas. Or is it Corey Haim? Uh, Haim. Uh, yeah. Was no, it Haim? No. No, it's Haim. Yeah, and, he, and it was a film called Lucas, I believe? Yeah. Yep. Had him. Uh, Charlie Sheen was in that. That's right, yeah. Can't remember the, the girl that played it. I think it was the same girl that was in uh, Lost Boys. Oh. See, this had no like weight. Butter. I knew. Hey, random throw like butter. Did you ever watch the episode where um, Maul actually catches up to an older Obi Wan? Uh, in Wars? Rebels or in Clone Wars? Yeah, uh, Rebels. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, people had issue with that scene where they actually fought for the last time. Why? And, and I didn't. That was perfect. I mean, spoiler. Spoiler. If you didn't watch it, Maul catches up to him in Tatooine, and you see an older Obi Wan, and the lightsaber fight's going to happen, and it doesn't last that long because Obi-Wan overpowers and basically just one stroke and he's gone. Well, no, it's because, because Maul tried the same move again. And because Obi-Wan has been on that planet for a while, and all he's been doing is absorbing the Force. So at this time, he's probably he's more powerful 
Uh, actually, then, then when Maul. Obi-Wan was there, he was distancing himself from the Force because he would, didn't want to make himself known out there. Yeah, but he still, he still, but you got to understand, he was still studying it. He meditated and, and he meditated, learned, learned so he, certain things. About, he, learned, he, he didn't have to do the flippy flippies and all that stuff. Yeah, he no. was so. He, but, this, but the one thing was, is it was the same move that he, that Maul used beforehand. So he already yes, knew, he how, he already he knew, knew how, how to defeat it. And, That's there's, why I and like there's a moment right there when, at the very end where, where Maul oh, and him have that connection. It, it, it crushes yeah. me when I see that scene. It's just, if you haven't watched it yet, please watch it in Rebels. It's a, it's a great scene. And it's an animated series, which is crazy. Now, this is where the lightsaber fight gets great. Like, before it's cool with the three of them, but this is where it gets just, it gets amped up to, like, 11. To quote Spinal Tap. You know, actually, I got a message from my brother in California. He wants to know when we're going to do Spinal Tap. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got to talk to my partner. I'm sure that's on the list. Commentary on a mockumentary? <laughs> sure, why not? Oh, oh man! Gonna have to go get a Kyber crystal. Gotta make another one. Now, he knows how to race a pod racer. I get, and I know I get. He at this point he has some force abilities. But to fly a ship already, I got I guess at eight years old. Hmm. Hmm. Wouldn't say he's so much flying it as banging it into things. Okay. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> he's not exactly. He's not not exactly an ace. You know. By the way, to to go back to your point about the uh, the Spitfire engines and the jets and all that, I could see that with the uh, the goggles and all that. Yeah, even the, the, like the helmets. Yeah, yeah. You, you, the helmets, yeah. And I'm sure that's that, that's what he did because I mean he was a big World War II, you know, fan. I mean, if you've ever watched any of the makings of, they they say that they used old World War II, you know, uh, flying videos to to recreate uh, the Star Wars, um, especially in the original one, the trench run and the attack on the Death Star. Yep, just another movie of, you know, you destroy the control center and you kill everything on the ground. Now, why is he doing that? He's a Sith. Another yeah, one. but he should, just, he should just wait for him to get up. No, Sith are impatient. They're all about emotion. But he should know he's, he's trying to get up. Not my favorite lightsaber, by the way. The green? No, the 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 Qui Gon's design. I was not a big fan of it. Oh, it's... oh. there we go. Bouncy, bouncy. Watch Clone Wars if you want to know what happens. Yeah, <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> be continued. I believe. Uh, 
Qui Gon shows up again in Clone Wars as a Force ghost or a Force voice. Force voice. Yeah, he doesn't. Yes, he does show up. I think in there's a scene. Deleted? It's not a deleted scene. There's a scene. I think it's Anakin. It's Anakin or or maybe it's Yoda has a scene where they go and they revisit the the temple and everything's fine like Dooku's there Dooku never turned and and Qui Gon's there and there's like one scene there that I think he t- shows up in but then it's towards the last season of 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 Clone Wars when Yoda's drifting away or running or, or trying to track down a st- something that he runs in and he finds he falls like these bunch of fireflies that turns into be Qui Gon's voice. He does return though in vo- voice in um in the is it Clone Wars yeah in the Clone Wars movie he sh- comes back when Anakin attacks the Sand People. Eh, I don't like to talk about that. <laughs> this is the first time that Palpatine actually knows. Yeah, he acknowledges him and he acknowledges him. He's like, and he he, he plays it off. Mm-hmm. But he, he he knows about him already. He's like, hmm. Those are the prerequisite. Those guys in the back with the blue of the uh, the Imperial Guards, I believe. Yeah, they'll eventually yeah. turn to the red. To the red, yeah. I love Yoda. You know, I've talked to some Star Wars fans that they, not many of them, that felt that Qui Gon was an unnecessary character, and I totally disagree with that. Well, they felt that he was unnecessary. That he was unnecessary. That he wasn't really needed in this movie. And I kind of thought, no, I kind of disagree with that. I thought he was very much needed because he's that he's that pillar. He's a strength. He's that transition to Obi Wan becoming Obi Wan. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, you had to see where did Obi Wan come from, but not only yeah. that, but also look at that, that just that one last line that Yoda had. You know, I, you, you know, Qui Gon's defiance. I feel, I feel in you. You realize that Qui Gon wasn't the the goody goody. You know, no. and we've learned that in in later things that you know Qui Gon was. Well, no, actually, we learned it in this movie that you know he was should have been on the council, but because he didn't follow status quo. Yeah, and that just shows you the type of person and then you find out later you know that uh a dooku was you know qui-gon's um, master so there's that there's that side and you learn that that qui-gon was more of that gray jedi that we've always heard about but never really saw a gray jedi i love how yoda acknowledges the rule of two well at, to this point this is the first time they've ever known of a a Sith, because they've been yeah. gone for yeah. That, as far as they know, for, thou- for thousands or generations and generations, the last known Jedi was Bane, I believe. Bane, yeah, and Bane wiped them all out. Or Jedi, he was I the mean one Sith, that- yeah, the last known Sith, and he's the one. Yeah, he wiped out all the Sith, and he, he began that rule of two. But they didn't know about it. They, 
a few Jedi's ran into them, but they ended up dying. Nobody knew what happened. They just died. That's why I would love to see a Darth Bane series. That'd be great. I mean, you could tie that to the Old Republic and all that. I understand that, but I'm just saying. Just see, that's where the discontent came from. He made him shave his head. You said dirty look. <laughs> you son <laughs> of a. Wanna you you. Made my hair. Give me his gay braid. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Who's that dude? Uh, I don't know. He shows up he has, in a few. He has like a Jedi robe too. Yeah, no, he is a Jedi. Is he? Yeah. Okay, because I was trying to figure out who the, guy, who the hell he was. Now, what the hell is this freaking? You know, I have a I have that crystal ball in my room, by the way. If you put your hand on it, the the, the lights get all shaky. Just saying. It's a, a Nubian thing, I guess. Hey, babe, what's up? You look up now. Look how she looks yeah, at him. I'm telling you, no wonder he was so yeah, upset. I'm just saying, like she the acts next like movie, I know I don't exist. Yeah, and, and the ne- exactly the next movie, yeah, nothing, nothing. Women, tell you what. There it is, written and directed by George Lucas, and I will have to tell you, I still enjoy the movie. There are a few little I nuances admit, and quirks, but I don't hate it as much as I did. There's still some things in there I hate, like the freaking semi-circle circle meetings, the 10 of them that I counted. or eight. In our series, continue to count, because you will find more and more times that they're just sitting there talking to each other. Even even in New Hope, you'll see Obi-Wan and Luke and Han sitting in the Millennium Falcon in a semi-circle talking. That's it happens. Those, no, it's not. It's, yes, it it's still a conversation. The conversations are more impactful. These ones were nothing. They were boring. No, it's a, it's a, I don't it's care. Haunts, it's a, well, that's a part of the story. You like, gotta let the story grow. You're especially you. You're one to under to like big story. Let stories grow, and you have to let this grow. You're not. You're just not jumping straight into the action like you want to. We have to let things grow. And this is the first of three on this you know trilogy. So the action will get there. Less talking, more action. That's what I'm about. Less talking, more action. That's right. So we had to build the world because all we heard about were two two sentences, but ten, two sentences about this world. So now we poor, poor Ahmad Best man. He suffered so much after this. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. Read? He actually, if you actually have read or, never, or oh, seen man. interviews with him, he actually committed contemplated suicide. That's how that's how bad this was for him. I mean, the the. Said, I mean, I make fun of him because he is an ill-advised character. He's useless to me. But that was like, you know, uh, to the contention, it was writing. That's the way he was written. He was just doing a job. It wasn't his fault. No, yeah, there's just certain things. The way it was supposed to be done. Yeah, that's a, there are certain actor, or certain characters out there I don't like. I'm very vocal about the ones I don't like, but I don't blame the actors because the actors can only bring so much to those characters before the writer or the director or the producers behind the scenes going, no, no, that's not what I told you to do. If you don't do what I told you to do, you're fired. You know, at the same time, you'll you'll have the studios behind the the writers and directors yelling at them. No, this is what we want. We don't. You you weren't hired to direct a movie to do this. So we, we it falls back onto the sometimes and just to the boardrooms. But yeah, I this, like it. But it, it's funny like rewatching this and 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 like I said, go back and watch you. You and I had talked about this going back and rewatching the uh, the People versus George Lucas and look at the backlash that this got. And then look and think back just like two years ago of the backlash that um, the Last Jedi got, and it's, it's would, hysterical. Would, They're identical. It's it's, yeah, it's so eerily similar. You know, I was a member of a Star Wars a group in uh, on Facebook where I used to talk with Star Wars fans. You know, reasonable about stuff, and then 
after Last Jedi came out, it just it it was no longer the love of Star Wars. It was just so much hatred. It was so visceral. Yeah. Just like what happened? Like turned into, turn, turned into too much poison. Yeah, and it's like if you had a good thing to say about Star Wars, The Last Jedi, they would be like, "Well, it's not the Luke Skywalker." Like the the big contention, that's not the Luke Skywalker I I knew. But how do you yeah, know? How do you know? It's been thirty years. Know? It's been thirty years. You see what happened? He failed his nephew. You know, he failed. Yep. That was the big thing. He failed. Even Yoda says it. He's like, failure is the, is the greatest teacher. Yeah, and even Yoda says you're still the same kid, still looking to the future, not looking what's right in front of you. He's making the same mistakes that he made when he was in his 20s, just like, guess what, the rest of us. And I think that's why a lot of people didn't like it, is they wanted that hero to be something more than what he continued to be. It's a... It's a a mirror reflection of who we are. You yeah, know, deep down, we are all still that same twenty-year-old kid. We're still a twenty-year-old guy, and guess what? We still make mistakes every single day, and sometimes the day. same mistakes over and over. Sometimes. You know, no matter how how successful we can be in other th- parts of our life, there are certain things that we just keep screwing up. And that, to me, was Luke. Luke screwed was, but was he just what he was. Yep. And he just said, "Screw it! I'm gonna go to this planet, be a hermit, and you know, drink, uh, you know." Some and, pa- and part of it also was that he was he had a, he was disillusioned by the things he read in those books about what the Jedi did, you know, and that's why he is saying that the Jedi must die because they were wrong. They were they did things wrong. They that he almost borderline almost agree, kind of agreed with his dad. Like, eh, they kind of screwed up screwed up things. You know, they saw what was right in front of them, but they were too arrogant to see it. So that, folks, is the first of eight. Yes, eight movies. In our Star Wars series leading up to the, this or hopefully, if I time everything out right, our last one will be a week or two weeks before Rise of Skywalker. So make yep, sure you so guys. Be, and I think that's going to be the last Jedi, <laughs> which is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, it will be The Last Jedi. Yep, so we're going to lead all the way up to that. So make sure you guys do download, subscribe, hit us up on HeroesAsylum.com. Please uh, you know, let us know what you guys are thinking about these. Um, we are going to try to have a, another voice here shortly. I have to sit it's down and work coming. out some schedules. It I just it's coming. I wanted, I wanted this person uh, on some of the ones that I know he was going to enjoy. I didn't want to torture him just yet. Uh, I've wanted him on since the beginning, to be honest. <laughs> there will be a torture episode for him, trust me. But uh, I want to, oh, I want to, I want his first experience to be uh, uh, being an inmate here at a Heroes Asylum to be on something that he would enjoy. We'll we'll bring him back for maybe the Last Jedi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have to bring for Solo. That's the one we. Well, we're not we're not we're not doing Solo. We're not doing any of the Star Wars stories this to go around. So, but like I said, guys, HeroesAsylum dot com. You can get us Facebook. Everything else is a. Uh, is Where a link is there? That's right. Like like Thanos says. Thanos. Don't want to say Thanos again. Shoot, did it again. <laughs> Thanatos. Okay. You th- you think after all the all this time, but nope, still do it. Destiny but, has arrived. Yep. I am inevitable. So, uh, but like a, like Thanatos <laughs> says, uh, you know, just check out the uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you guys. Can- uh, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook page is the main area of contact. There is no uh, people in other countries controlling our page. It's me and Mike. So please message us. Give us opinions and ideas. Very good. Very good. So, folks, from uh, the Heroes Asylum, we will see you guys later. Sweaties forever. Get to the asylum. <laughs>